welcome back to the podcast. It's Blair Sinta. This is Recording Drums. Uh, this week is this part two of Chris McHugh. Um, been getting a lot of great feedback from part one, uh, which is awesome. Um, I think the second half is just as entertaining and informative as the first half was. Um, man, Chris is really great dude. Great player. Um, all right. So I've been getting a lot of comments uh, to me through social media, just appreciating the podcast. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad you all enjoy it. Um, please share it. Please rate it on iTunes. It helps me. Um, I don't make any money doing this, um, but I think it's important to put out the information for all of us uh, because, you know, drummers recording at home is so important these days. How a lot of us make our livings, or, or you know, a piece of the pie, chunk of the living, and um, chunk of the living, chunk of the living. That's my new metal band, chunk of the living. Um, yeah, so just you know, spread it around as much as you can. Social media ratings, whatever. Um, I'm gonna keep trying to do this uh, as much as I can. Got a few emails out to more people and. Yeah, that's it. All right. Enjoy part two. Chris McHugh. Bye. But some of the stuff that I love that is that is all program, which is, you know, um, you know, the Janet Jackson um, control. Mm -hmm. That's a phenomenal record. Uh, because those uh, that programming has feel because there, there wasn't, you couldn't line everything up and, and, you know, you were chasing Cynthia then. Mm. And a lot of that is MPC, which, which has a built-in feel to it anyway. But there's an imperfection but, to it. Oh man. Yeah. But it's the best, you know, and, and if you're struggling, looking for parts, new parts, um, I'm not sure if Jimmy Jam specifically or terry lewis program i don't know who did the program of the two of them it was them right but those are phenomenal you know those those uh, those, those sounds have a vibe too they're they not totally so do. clean like yeah they got a bunch of ams like, on them and yeah there's air in those sounds you know there's there's yeah yeah, yeah. but they they and they breathe for some reason it's so odd right. you right. know right um and um and then you know the the uh Def Leppard uh, hysteria which is that's fairlight you know mm. um but if you put them up against a modern record it's like fuck they have pocket <laughs> that, that, record, that record still sounds insane <laughs> yeah you know i had to it build, is. i had to build some samples for a a library and uh they wanted some of that stuff so i i really like analyzed some of those and i tried to build like replicate those sounds it was really fun man yeah but like I, it, it gave me a chance to go back and revisit uh that record and and just like really try to dive into like okay well i know they tracked all the symbols separately and it sounds like a real drummer like because you know rick allen's hi-hat is there i think sounds like it to me some of it, some of it is, is, uh, you know, like, um, I think love bites is all program hi-hat. This is what it sounds like. I don't, I don't technically know, but all of the, you know, the, the kid is that's all fair light. Right. Um, uh, but it has feel. It, there's humanity in it, I guess is what I'm saying. Go, go, gosh, go, go. That, why, why does that, 
but you could listen to like a modern country thing and go fucking hell it, it, they just take take all the piss out of it you know one thing that always blows me away is the jeff lynn productions from the late 80s yes the Tom well, Petty stuff you know yes uh, and again so that going back to richard dodd you know some of that stuff is one instrument at a time you know kick then snare and then cymbals they did a lot of fun stuff with uh very speeding cymbals which the beatles did a lot of too mm-hmm. a lot a lot of the drums like um were either you know when they cut things and the tempo was wrong they just sped the drum track (laughs) or slowed it down and then replayed the instruments or sometimes not right you know there's a uh i think it's um back in the ussr was cut way slower and it's on the reissue the the what the super deluxe package right is them um it's like and now it's you know yeah it's it's almost like a whole step up or something wow uh but because of that the drums have this incredible graininess thing because they were cut they were cut way slower and then the reverse happens too as well so like that kind of cymbal sound that's on um uh into the great wide open mm-hmm. which is a petty thing but jeff lynn is the producer right yeah that that's a very sped crash symbol you know you cut it interesting. okay interesting oh yeah dude that shit yeah. I hope I didn't open the old can of worms for that, you now but that whole record is <laughs> i mean i used to listen to that record a lot man like yeah like i mean the songs are just great but like that's interesting to know you know well it's okay so that territory right so uh, the t- the territory of like manipulated uh tape speeds and then manipulated uh bit 8 bit 16 bit yep. that's all oh, dude that's Good shit, man. Okay, so do you mess with that stuff when do you do tracks for people? Obviously, that's super time-consuming. It depends. Yeah, you go it like, depends. man, I just want to go there with this. And the music has to the, the music has to warrant it. Sure. So it depends. I mean, if something comes my way that's like that, that's like, oh fuck yeah, you know. And you can do it. Um, what's What's great about like uh, something you so there is has been a trend lately over the last and i've done this for years ever since um was the peter gabriel security record so the phil collins drum sound was born out of the tracking dates for that right and so if if you have that amount of gated uh room so you got to remember back then right that may or may not have been that might have been early dig but it was probably analog so what we used to do when you did a gated room thing um you could do that on the date it took now granted like here's another funny thing is a lot of these records that people were referenced you know those were one song like the drums took one or two days right 
Because there's no, you got to remember all the shit that exists in post did not exist. Right. That's why those engineers were brilliant because they were, yes, it happened on the spot. So part of the thing of doing that heavy gated thing was that you couldn't use symbols because they would blow the gates up. You'd get your timing right. And then the transient of the symbols would fuck all your gates up. Yeah. So you would overdub. You, you, you could overdub symbols. And so it's kind of coming back lately. I've done a few things. And again, I've been doing it for decades where you do a full kit, no symbols. And then you just overdub the crashes. And that way you can really gack the shit out of the room. Yep. But back then, you know, um, we would do things like you would tape um, acoustic triggers to all the drums and those were sent into uh, the key ins on the back of gates. Right. So when you pulled up your room tracks, which on analog, you know, and you were limited to <laughs> yeah. tracks, those are all, that's a fucking stereo pair, man. And you might have shit, right. You, you, you might have six rooms that are being gated by different things. Like you might have a close room that the trigger that's, taped to your kick drum is opening up and then your toms are blowing out the far room right and then your snare is opening everything right and so you had to work out all the timing of that and you had to do it you, you didn't just pull up your daw and then your gates immediately open to the tempo <laughs> of the song right. you had to fucking feel that thing yeah. and if your drummer played either ahead or behind the click, you have, you have to build that in to all of the thing. Like, so everything took hours and hours and hours, but when you pulled the tracks up to go to mix, it was done. Yeah. Is you couldn't a, waste. Is yeah. there a track that you remember playing on that like where you did, where you did that in particular that you're like, Oh, that was the jam. And you still like think about that a particular track that you did. Oh man. Well, there's a bunch of those, like, uh, we did that. Uh, I was in this Christian band called Whiteheart and we did an album called freedom. Okay. And we tracked that in a old house in Nashville called the Bennett house. It's actually Franklin. In Franklin. Yeah. And we did that where we, you know, tape triggers to, uh, each individual. Okay. Um, but that's called freedom. Um, and we also did that on the Heart in Motion, um, Amy Grant record, the, the track uh, Every Heartbeat. Was that? You can that hear was... that in there. But we cut, we cut that at Schnee's, though, in, uh, on Lancashire, which is yeah. a part of Larrabee now, I think. Yeah. yeah. I love that room. Yeah, I, I've been in that. I've never tracked in that room, but I've oh. been in that room a few times. I think it's still there. No, it is. Um, okay. So Larrabee bought it. It's, it's um, a part of their... Thing I have not been out there, but uh, I saw that Lester Estelle was out there. Okay. About a month ago, he posted some photos. Like, oh shit, man! I know that room. Yeah. I love that room, and and for anybody who's trying to picture uh, this, an engineer named Bill Schnee's worked on a, a million amazing records. Had a studio on Lancashire there, and he hand built the console. But the console's gone, though. I think Bill parted that out. But that's where they did the Jeff Percaro um, teaching video. Oh, no shit. In that room? I didn't know that. Okay. It's, it's in that room, yeah. And if you'll notice, he has 251s on all the toms. The, Bill had, Bill had uh, I think, a half a dozen 251s that had pads custom-built for him. <laughs> okay. Wow. 
So now those are, what's a 251 go for now? Man, I never see them. I don't know. I never see them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're multiple tens of thousands of dollars, but those were on the fucking toms. (laughs) That's a different era. Different era. Um, And again, Um, they weren't, they didn't go for that much then, but, but that's how, uh, the audiophile level of the way that Bill ran that studio. Right. But Did it's still there. Work with Bill? I never worked with him directly, no. I was in the room with him once when um, a friend of mine named Mike Shapiro was tracking. I would have been 96 or 97. Yeah. He mixed stuff that I played on, but not. I never never got to track with him. Um, to go back to the gating thing, you know, one, one – Yeah, yeah. One of the one of the interesting things is is uh, the overblown gated thing that they didn't track the symbol separately was the power station, Tony Thompson that famous intro. Yeah, and, and the symbols in there are fucking cutting off and shit, and you yes. never notice it until you dive into it, and you're like, oh man. Yeah. Like. Well, that that um, I don't know the info directly. Um. But that engineer, uh, I'm trying to think of what his name is. That stuff was all done with whatever he had laying around in post. Like um, okay. that stuff took hours and hours and hours uh, to do. Um, I was at one point. I think I was talking to Chamberlain about it. Matt might Matt might have a little more of the background info on it, but okay. I know they tuned the that was down, which is part of that. Yeah, weird grainy heat thing. Yeah, so he was triggering. Um, he took those room samples and I think he threw them into a, like a Poobla song and dropped the pitch. Yeah, uh, and for for those kids keeping track. So so back then you had. Um, you could get a mod on, on your AMS, uh, delay or the verb to where it could, would do a thing called a sample hold. And so <clears throat> you could load a sample. It, it could only be certain length. Okay. Uh, and, and again, we're talking, these are all 16 bit at most. It might be 12, might be 12 bit. And then you could use a key in on the back of the piece of gear that would trigger the sample. Okay. So you had that, you had a thing called a Wendell. Okay. Which basically did the same thing. It had a longer, um, I think the samples could be longer on that. Uh, you had a thing called the Pooble song, which was a, was a, a digital reverb. It must've been the AMS reverb that you could do the mod on where it would do a sample hold. Uh, and then the Poodle song had a had the same feature on it. And what would the sample hold do, actually? Well, so so the feature was a sample hold. You could do something like a singer could sing a note, and then you could hit the button, and it would grab that and just extend it. Okay, so it's like a and, freeze on a delay now that you see. Yes, yeah, you would put it on a loop. Yep. So imagine that the freeze is the length of a, you know, a snare sample Mm -hmm. and it stores it. Yep. And then the way you triggered the sample was just by a, 
audio input on the back of the unit. It's just in, in the in the input. So in the same way PC gear would work by triggering a reverb, a digital reverb sample. Okay. Because that's all digital reverbs are. It's a sample of a of a room. Right. Fabricating, you know, and algorithms and but there's a gotta remember these all had analog fronts and back ends. Yeah. So that's there was always this heinous, you know, anywhere from the quickest it could get would be like a two millisecond delay. So you hear it on the yeah. <laughs> 80s records. It's like, yeah, you know, I mean, but that was part of the sound kind of. It was part of it was part of the sound. Yeah. And and um, but that's how you did it, man. And and it was and it took and everything took hours, yeah, hours and hours. Air sound for hours, right? Yeah. Well, and even recording, you would take. You know, one of the reasons why I I I became uh, knowledgeable about you know tuning drums and getting sounds and all of that is because of the era that I came up in. You know, it, we would. I mean, there's shit where we would you would block get hired for two weeks to track a record but the first day and maybe the first day and a half was just getting drum sound you weren't even making music yeah that's i mean because because it, it wasn't just about getting a sound it was like getting a sound yes a sound that would dictate the entire record right now you know you can and this is what's great this is not a bad thing where we're at in technology wise because you know the the thing is is at the end of the day you, you know it, it's a commerce so if if, if I, blair i hire you and, and you do a drum track for me and um you pull up we could even agree on the sounds like you zoom with me and you go hey man these are the kind of tones i'm thinking about uh we might discuss kick pattern you know uh and uh maybe a couple fill options or whatever and we go through all of that and you mail me the track and um and i'm working through the record i'm like yeah this is great man blair nailed this these sounds are perfect we get closer to the mix and i start to realize as a producer you know what man i think this thing would be cooler if it was uh you know kind of drier and and uh i really wish the kick had you know more size to it i'm gonna add some sample like that's all good shit man that's not you you know at the end of the day i'm not knocking what you did right i'm just realizing as the creator that had i been making a record where i can do mm -hmm. a song a day on a damn drum track those are decisions that you'd have the luxury to make at that point but it's not the way it is anymore so how crazy it is though that I can be a producer here in Nashville and have you play on a track. Mm -hmm. And at the most, what I'm doing is laying in a couple of fucking samples at next time or something. And that's all good shit, you know? Yeah. That's not a, you, you, you know what I mean? Like that's not something to go, Oh man, you know, <laughs> it's also, it's also insane though, that as drummers and doing tracks at home by yourself, that you, that we are setting up the 
the front of the production more yeah. or less on our own, you know? Yeah. We're taking a producer role, let alone. Oh, I know. And we definitely should get more money and points and uh, cars and uh, <laughs> uh, boats. Yeah. We should have more boats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny, man. I mean, you know. And and I don't. Just, yeah, I'm not even. I mean, I, I I agree with you. It's like a money thing too. But I just think the concept of making music that way is kind of fucking crazy. Like it yeah, is. Do your thing, and like it's great to be trusted to do that because I've spent a lot of time trying to get good at this, and like you know, some people. I mean, I had a thing yesterday where I did. Some, I spent like three hours, and I thought it was cool as shit. And the guy's like, "Yeah, no, what the fuck is happening?" Right. <laughs> I just turned everything off and it sounded dry and and it was like, okay, cool. I'm back to that. But yeah, you know, yeah. Well, that's again, you know, that's, uh, that's the downside, right? Is you're not in the room with somebody and you know, um, that's always going to be, there's always going to be something, um, that, that isn't perfect about any of it, you know? Um, but it is, it is crazy that, um, so much can be done now without being in the same room. If you don't have to, you know, like, I mean, if you just can't afford that, that situation, um, you know, we still do a ton of, um, spontaneous tracking here in Nashville. And by that, I mean, you know, bass player, drummer, keyboard player, at least one guitar player, Mm -hmm. you know, all at the same time. And, um, you know, because working at the house gets old too, just doing the shit yourself. I need, I need, you know, uh, I I need to have that input from everyone else that's there. Uh, how much are you doing at home versus, um, right. Like last couple of months, not that much at all. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's been, it's been busy and it's been, you know, at studios, uh, but I don't mind. I don't mind. I, I like the variety, you know, like, like, I, I, I like when it, it's, um, kind of a little bit of, of all of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, if you guys, you guys should, any, any, any drummer should check out that, um, the Tom Bugovac, that solo record, uh, Shannon played on the whole thing. I just produced, which was fantastic. I think we used to click on one song. Okay. Um, uh, Shannon plays on everything. We tracked it at his place, and his studio is ludicrous. Uh-huh. It's easily the best sounding drum room I've ever been in uh, okay. on the entire planet. Wow. And, um, but uh, Lenny Castro played on a good portion of it too, and uh, everything was cut. My point to all of this is it was all cut live. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the solos are overdubbed. There's a, a few um, guitar parts that were overdubbed. And Lenny's stuff, of course, uh, you know, we sent uh, files out to him out there in L.A. Okay. Um, and um, But it's really, really dynamic. And um, there's no there's it's it's all very human and uh there's no sound replacing of anything and and i'm I'm really proud of the way it sounds but i think as far as um you know anyone who's doing 
drummer who's doing home recording. It's a good re- record to to check out. Um, uh, Cause Shannon built that place all by himself. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he's. Uh, I hope you get to interview him. He's. He's. Uh, I love that guy. I mean, I'm talking to a lot of Nashville guys right now. I talked to Jerry, yeah. Jerry last week, and like. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. Ralph McPherson. So you know, he's on the list to get to. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Making that record was that. I mean, it's kind of a stupid question, but I'll, I'm going to ask it anyway. Was it a goal to really capture everything sonically? I mean, that sounds like a numb yes. question. No, no. I think you so, know what I mean, right? Because- I do, totally. So when I was asked to be a part of the record, right? Okay. My goal, the thing of uh, is, you know, I'd seen them play. Uh, Tom, I've known for years. We've done a, a million records together. Okay. Um. I went out and saw them play this set at a club. It's all uh, instrumental too. You know, it's this. This is a guitar player record, uh-huh. uh, and you know, when I was asked to be a part of it, I was thinking, God, man, you know, instrumental records I love, mm-hmm. and but the ones that seem to captivate the widest audience are like you know, blow by blow and um kind of blue mm-hmm. and i was like man if i could get you know as a direction those records have incredible tone to them uh and that's the thing to do like i want this to be the best natural sounding thing i can get it you know mm-hmm. so that's what we aspired to um, you know, Shannon and I working together. Shannon's a brilliant engineer. He recorded and mixed uh, the album. And um, and in particular, you guys will notice the beauty of the top end of, of all of the drums, and which is not, we didn't screw with, um, uh, you know, there's not, fa- there's nothing false going on. Those are basically, he, he's got, um, I can't remember the model number, but those are Neumann overheads. Um, and um, his touch, uh, you know, is really, there's an articulation to um, to Shannon's touch that I think we really were able to even bring out more in the recording as well. And that, that goes for the rest of the, the, the records. I, I really, you know, as you heard me talk earlier, I'm really kind of hung up on, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, internal harmonics and, and the way things blow up. And, and I think we really captured that. Does does Shannon Um, play with him live already? Uh, yeah, but this was like something. So Tom, you know, during the pandemic, he started a YouTube channel. Uh It's called homeschool and, and it blew up, you know, he's got like 60,000 followers, but his, um, you know, the, the the actual i forget the terminology of it but the engagement level is he's at about 80 percent all the time okay. so for those of you who are into analytics you know you can have sixty thousand followers but 1500 of those actually watch the shit you post you know tom's is real high and so real nerdy as a way <laughs> yeah as a thank you kind of you know for his hundred episodes 
he was going to do these live shows. And um, I think it was Shannon's idea. It was like, hey, man, we should do a record. Uh, and then Tom asked me to produce it. Okay. That all kind of happened at the same time. And then, but no, they haven't played live. They only played those two shows, you know. Okay. So but that was way back too. I guess I was I was getting to the to the decision of Shannon playing drums and you producing or, and yes or you it, not we, playing on it you know it was already a band okay. and um, I love the idea of not uh, playing on something I'm producing just being able to take it in and not think oh. like about two roles yeah. yeah I mean you know I've done that I've done both but in in particular in this situation. Uh, uh, Shannon was, he's phenomenal anyway, but it was already a thing. I mean, I played, you know, I did like some perk overdubs and there's a, a bolero. Uh, one of the, one of the songs has a bolero feel on it. And Shannon and I, we overdubbed snare drums together. <laughs> it's a very eclectic record, but I think, any drummer will love it. I mean, Shannon plays so beautifully on it. Uh, but two, you'll get a great sense of how his room sounds as well. Okay. I've seen some of yeah. Shannon's YouTube stuff with that room and that board. Oh, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. You know, um, he really uh, spared no expense, certainly in the, the design of the room, you know, uh, the ceiling height is about 30 feet. I think where it is 30 feet and Oh, wow. Yeah, no, no, it's a real, it's a real room. Like, yeah, the, 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 it just will blow you away, man. Is he like, is, as a, is he working commercially as an engineer with that also? Or is that a lot of it? With the things that he, he does there, he, he's got a band thing that he's doing right now. They're working on a record. Okay. Um, he produced uh, a Michael McDonald record a few years ago that he did out there. But like, you know, if, if you, he'll engineer for the things that, that he's kind of working on, I think very, very rarely uh, does like an outsider ever come in there. Okay. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if there's something going on in there, he's, he's engineering basically his space. Yeah. He's, it is his space. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it depends, you know, it depends on the thing. I mean, what's great about that, that space is like, you know, he can have like, they've done the last two or three Tim McGraw records out there. Oh, okay. Um, and he engineers along with, uh, the producer has an engineer that, that, so between the two of them, they kind of do it. Okay. So he kind of gets the thing to a certain point, then he lets go of the reins and just plays, you know? Okay. Okay. Um, Interesting. Right. But yeah, he can, I mean, he's a guy you can, you can send a record to and have him mix it. I mean, he's, right. he's a real engineer, Yeah. you know, <laughs> he's a real boy. As opposed to most of us hacks. That sounds pretty fucking oh, dude. good. I don't know how I got there, but yeah. <laughs> I don't God, can you imagine like mixing something for real? Like no, I, I've tried. Yeah, no. Yeah. With real with, with like a real client. Holy shit. Yeah. Um 
That's, yeah, that's, when I, that's when I go, oh, I think I know what I'm doing. And I try to do that. And I go, oh, actually, I have no fucking clue what I'm actually doing. And somehow by chance, some of this turns out pretty good. You know? <laughs> well, here's the good thing, right, about the about the about drums, right? And about engineering drums is that, you know, the basic things are, um, you know, watch in any point where there can be distortion. That's really the thing. Good or bad. You know, you can you can almost have you can almost have no EQ on anything. And if your levels are solidly going to the DAW, then anything can be done. Mm -hmm. You know, like even phase, even if your shit is out of phase, all of that can be dealt with, you know. Right. It, it it can be dealt with on the wave file, you know. I mean, you can flip that thing into phase, you know. Right. Uh you know, or is that polarity? See, that's the I, thing. I, is the, I, I, <laughs> yes, I know. It's like because why polarity was it, why the, was it in phase yeah. yesterday, but it's not today, and I haven't moved anything, right? So okay, so that's that's phase polarity is is I think actually deals with the actual source, right? So the mic is either in or you, you know you have your mic, you have your mic cable, you go into your mic pre exiting the mic pre if it's out of polarity then the waveform will start down instead of up unless you're a snare drum then you are going to start down because the mic is pointed at the head and the head goes down <laughs> i didn't know that okay. well yeah that okay. that's i mean that makes don't go there don't go there <laughs> It's too late. You just fucking opened the door. I ruined everything. The door, yeah. So, you know, you kick drum mic, you hit the head, the head goes that way at the mic. Okay. Wave goes up. Right. But that's but symbols could be either way, no? Depending on where the Oh dude. Right? And then here's the thing, there's no rules. How does it sound? Right. Oi oi oi. I've tried to please both worlds, you know, I've sent things to engineer engineers. Yeah. Dude, your shit's all over the place, man. You, none of the, half your waveforms are going in the other direction. Right. Like, dude, please. Yeah. I quit high school in the first week of 11th grade, man. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Wow. So, uh, you know, again, right. All of this is, is, is how does it sound? But I do know on kick drum, man, you definitely, you know, wave file, go up, peak up and then just watch your, watch your distortion. You know, the, the more headroom, uh, and again, you don't want to go too low. Yeah. You don't really deal with noise much anymore, you know, with digital, which is nice. You know, that's a cool thing. You can kind of gain up anything. Yeah. And you know, when it's a, bad. you know, when it's bad distortion versus good distortion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, years ago, when I first started uh, buying some of the undertone stuff, Eric uh, was, was over at like Vintage King or something like that. And mm -hmm. there's these amazing filters that are on, uh, the EQs, you know, he was like, man, have you messed with the filters? And I was like, well, a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but I'm, 
when I'm sending people stuff, you know, I, I don't want to take too many chances. She goes, ah, oh, fuck that. Get into those filters, man. Yeah. Start fucking with shit. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So I, I definitely messed with it a little, you know. His uh, YouTube thing about mixing drums, holy shit. I mean, he's one of the most brilliant, uh, you know, what engineer, producers, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's... Yeah, but the energy that he, like, so, again, like, kind of going back around, that thing that he looks for in drums, which is not, like, the pretty... Right, right. When he pulls it up into the mix... That's where the shit lights up and you're like, fucking hell, man. That's the thing. I don't want, you know, you know, like. Those transients. Yeah. You know, okay. So here's the thing, right? We all sit behind a drum set, man. And can you remember the first time that you hit a snare and the stick like lit up in your hand? You know, the first time that you perfectly tuned your snare drum and you were like, whoa. Right. Like, right. I don't want that lost, you know, like that, that's the thing, you know. So to me, that's what I hear, you know, when, when I hear Zeppelin records, it's like mm. all of that, all of that, you know, squeaky pedals and yeah, bleed shit rat, rattling around. <laughs> Totally, man. Yeah. Miss hits. Yep. Oh, he didn't, he didn't quite hit his snare drum. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, that's my favorite part of the song. Yeah. Where he barks the snare in a weird spot. Now, granted, again, kids, if you're doing sessions, you know, you really need to know how to play with the same velocity. But it's and, different. And, and, I mean, you can't compare yeah. To John Bonham and or the era to now. Yes. Oh. No, you can't. But to be able to access that yes. and get to that yes. when you when you're allowed to, yep. that that's the good shit. There's uh I'm way, 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 way more intrigued with um those individual human tones that transcend decades in history and you know what I mean? To be able to to be able to listen to something and go, fuck, well that's blank. That's why that's why Stuart and, and Bonham are still referenced all the time, not just because of sound uh style, but because of sound. Oh dude, all you know, uh I, I mean, man, a, a lot of a lot of people are not very hip to Mickey Curry, you know. Mm. Defy you to find somebody whose backbeat doesn't define a sound and a placement, you know, any, anything from the whole notes stuff, you know, um, Brian Adams, I mean, uh, cuts guy, like a knife. Yeah. You that listen to that. Pocket is unbelievable. Right. Um, you know, Charlie's tone, Ringo's tone. I mean, tone is what's in, what is, is what is intriguing, you know, cause, um, and, and it's harder to find now because, um, of the way that the, the, the commerce works and how quickly things need to be done. And mm. there's this fear that uh, imperfections are going to mess with a record or, 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 or something like that, but it can be found. It can be found. There's always exceptions. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, I mean, I think 
you and me sit in a similar spot. It's almost those things that we that you want because those are the things that s- somehow they survive decades. That the non the mistakes and the little imperfections that most people probably don't know, even know are hearing, but they sound spontaneous. Those happy accidents and people that react off that inside the recording. Those are the things that makes things sound alive. Yes, that gets stamped out now. Yeah, you know, I I love the I love the appearance that something is um, mistake free, but but still has humanity. Like you know what I mean? Like you push it, you you push it to the edge of what the human can deliver, but never sacrifice uh, the energy and the expression of the song. Like that, that's my biggest problem about things uh, that are fucked with in post is I play the verse like a verse and the chorus like a chorus. I don't, I don't play it like a robot. And, you know, people will often, you know, you know, of course, the, the, one of the things I'm, uh, will mostly discuss with me are, are the Keith Urban records, you know, and, it's like, man, those are human. Those are, you know, uh, somebody like you was, uh, we tracked that, you know, that, that took six hours, you know, that, that wasn't, we, we didn't, we didn't do that quickly. Where I place beat two crashes, mm-hmm. you know, and, right. and beat four crashes. Yeah. Those are all, those are all mapped out. I didn't like, I'm not jamming. Right we sussed all that shit out, you yeah. know, but we played, we played it on the flu on the floor. Yeah. You know, I was, you, you know, um, and you know, I'll go into a session now, uh, where you're, where the, you're wanting to cut two or three songs in the three hour period of time. Like, Hey, give us that Keith Urban thing. You're like, Hey, I can't. Yeah. You I, know? So just, I mean, the, yeah, the tone of my hands will be the same, but that's about it. But I, you know, it, I can't, <laughs> no, I, I know that it takes you, it takes you and or a band, those, those progressions to get to that point. Yeah. It also helps if he's singing the song too, which he's not going to be doing what I'm playing on someone else. <laughs> like uh, it's all of those factors, you know, one of my, like, one of yeah. my, one of my favorite tracks <laughs> that you did is, is cop car. Cause I just think that that drum track in particular is just fucking fire, man. And like, oh, the- thanks. You actually cut that at my old house. Okay, the way it sits, but then as it gets going near the end, it's like to me that's like, I mean, that's one of my favorite types of feel. You know what I mean? And yeah, you know, it's just like crazy energy, but it's restrained with the. Yeah, me too, man. Right? Like, so that's the thing I'm looking for is for it to be. I, I love that sense of like it. It should all. I guess a way to look at it is. When, when we remove the high wire walk out of what we're doing, mm-hmm. uh, I don't like that. You know, that cop car track has that, um, particular, that, that, uh, uh, jewel track standing still has that too, where it's just right on the edge of, of like really blowing up and, um, you know, but that's what I like. I mean, those are, you know, that's what I love, uh, Charlie Watts and Ringo and Bonham. It's there's an urgency, you know, it's like, um, I don't like it when things get too polite, 
you know yeah. um i mean sometimes they just have to be um right you know you know just it all depends right all these these are all like you said it's, we're, we're, we're service providers exactly yeah man i can't i you you know read the room right you know that's a good one you know you'd like uh yeah <laughs> read, read read the room yeah. um if you are if you are wondering why you're not getting hired would you hire you that's a good thing to look at it's like you know it's got to be shit you can work on yep yeah how can i get better at at my individual tones record yourself on the iphone and if your balance is all fucked up playing through that if your kick is way louder than your snare and your hot and your hats and your cymbals are ripping your head off. Yeah. The problem is you, you know, it's like, right. right. It's all, this is all fixable shit. You know, you can work on your time. You can be better at playing time. You just have to practice doing it. And you gotta be really honest about it. That's the yeah. biggest key about, you know, how do I learn how to play in time? It's like, well, quit fucking lying to yourself. Right. Cause that's painful. If you're, it can be painful. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's like, but, th but that, that's how you can, you can fix it. You know, right. um, man, I really suck at so-and-so feel we'll fucking practice it. Uh, yeah. my drums sound like shit. All right. Well, man, YouTube. No, sure. You can also hire yeah. if you're in LA, hire Blair, man, go dude. I don't know how to tune my drums. Pay him come over and he'll you know what i mean like a lot of this stuff is it's not that big of a mystery you know and you just got to get somebody to sit in a room with you blair what does my snare drum sound like ass and, and you grab the guy's drum and you go well first of all you know you push on the bottom head and you go dude right this is like a pillow right you gotta light this thing up man you know you you, you know you show them how to tune bottom snare head and yeah. it's all it's all stuff that 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 uh you can have access to you know and and uh that's the greatest thing about the technology of now is that somebody can dial you in on another part of the world and go yeah. man i heard you uh you know the latest video you posted you did this thing i don't know how to do that can I get an hour lesson with you on zoom and you can show me how I get that drum sound or play this thing or, or whatever. When, when I was, man, we didn't know how anything was done. <laughs> was like... I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. That's what I'm, I'm amazed at like where we're at, you know, like, like all of us as drummers slash engineers, producers, whatever. It's like, I didn't fucking, there was, you know, I had one, I had like a, a Dennis Chambers video and a Dave Weckl video, and that was that was it. You know what I mean? It was like, you know. And you had to you had to buy a VG, uh, VHS, and you know you're trying to like you couldn't slow shit down unless you had one of those fancy VCRs that had a pitch wheel on it. You know, but yeah. even with that, um, it was amazing to that. You know, when Jeff's video came out, it was like. God, there it is. There's the Rosanna shuffle. He's fucking breaking it down. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and now that's all such a given. That Lavon you know? Helm video is one of my favorites, man. Oh, dude. You you're, know? Like, you're like, what the fuck is, how does, like, you, you watch it and you're still like, like, how is that coming out of this cat, man? Like, you know what I mean? It's uh, like. Oh, 
what I, man, and I think what's always funny, man, too, is like the Levon thing is so great because people are like, yeah, you know, and do like a, it's like a, you know, like a, like an underplayed, like a Levon thing. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you? Right. I'm like, have you, have you seen the last waltz? Right. Go, go watch the version of, of, uh, you know, the night they old, they drove old Dixie down. You let me know how fucking underplayed that is, man. Yeah. Dude is, that is urgent. Yeah. And that is serious, fantastic energy. Uh, see, that's the thing, man, to me that that's missing. It's like, you know, and it, it's even in professional sports and certainly in the NBA, it's like, there's no, uh, life or death about any of it. And, and I'm, and I'm not, look, I'm not recommending that anybody live like that crazy artist, you know, um, existence, you know, uh, he, 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 you know, I, I, I used to live pr pretty crazy, but I, I'm a, you know, I'm a recovered alcoholic addict. I'm not suggesting you don't have to live life on the edge, mm -hmm. but it can come out in your music. Right. And, and, uh, you, you know, Th that's the thing, you know, that I feel like that that's missing. There's some urgency missing. And again, it's not, that's not everywhere, you know, right. but, but there's, uh, it, it, and it's, that's, what's fantastic. What I love about, um, you know, early Aerosmith or, um, you know, anything that came out of England post-war uh, World War II is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. uh, and and then then again, you know, uh, in punk and post-punk, is that there's a kind of like an urgency of like, man, we have got to get out of this place and this music I'm making is going to take me there. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, that's a that's the hardest thing. I think even when you kind of get some, some success, whatever that means to you is to maintain that, you know, like, because to me, and this is just my opinion, that's, that's where the best stuff comes from is, is when I'm playing something and, and it's like life or death, you know, I love, you know, the best thing on any date is when somebody does ask you to play something that you're not great at. Right. And, and you're uh, like, fuck man, yeah. I'm in a room full of people, you know, it's like I could sink or swim here. It's better to fail. It's better to, it's better to like attempt the thing. And most often, man, something beautiful comes out of it. Like even in yourself, the internal thing of like, all right, well, I'm going to give this tries. It's not my, not my strength, man, but you do it. And you know, the practical part of you realizes, okay, this is a job. I need to get a job done. None of these people know the hell that I'm going through in my mind right now. Yeah. And they're not, they don't need me to play a shuffle like Bernard Purdy. I just need to play a shuffle got it <laughs> so like so in my mind i'm like man this better feel like bernard i'm like yeah. dude that ain't gonna happen right let it Never. go yeah, yeah. but play the shuffle <laughs> and get the record done yeah. right yeah and 
and this is what's great about about digital is like I, I'm, I'm my attempt is to do a full track and to compose a full track and if I fuck up a transition going into there, I'm going to go back and have the engineer punch me in on that. Yep. And it's all going to be okay. Right. I don't, I, I can, but I will take this entire spirit experience that I'm going through. And when I'm driving home tonight from the session, I'll think about it and go, you know what? I didn't die. I was uncomfortable. I got to get better at playing shuffles. Um, you know, uh, I didn't think I had it in me to even get through the thing. I did. Mm -hmm. Technology is your friend. Go back and punch those sections. It's not the end of the world. We, we punched in on tape. Um, I still punch in shit all the time because I'm going for shit. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing, too, is I'm not interested in, you know, the more I set myself up by thinking I have to play this perfectly, the least amount of chances I'm going to go for. Right. Right. So, so there's, there's no, you're not going to hear anything different in that. You're, you're going to hear, if I'm trying to play perfect, then that means it's like, okay, well, these are limited things of like stuff I'm even going to try. Mm. And it's not, it's not even chops related. It's energy related, right? Oh, it's all of it. It's like, I'm not even going to like attempt to blow this chorus up and react to the singer. I'm just like playing to the click. I'm not even listening to the singer. It's like who cares right like they're they're you know you could just loop your part or do a drum machine and you know even if even if you know if you're going in and you're working for a client and you know man they're going to line up everything right it's better to act as if they're not even more reason to actually even more reason to even more reason to man you just you try to um you try to give it something man you just try to give it you know uh because sometimes it does sometimes it does make it all the way through yeah. you know i mean often it does you know that's the thing like of all the stuff that i do there's only a certain percentage of it that gets completely flatlined and and sample replaced right you know um it's just you can't, i wouldn't even bother worried about it man i mean if anything you could talk to the producer and go well there's are there some things that i definitely shouldn't even try to do mm -hmm. that gets in the way of the process of of uh of what you're doing because that's the worst thing too is you're playing something and if you're, if you're playing really 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 freely and they're going to line it up. That sounds terrible. Right. Because then there's massive you know? transients they're trying to fix and things like Ugh. that. Yeah. It's just the worst. It's but better to have all, all the info, you you're know. You're talking about, I mean, you're also, you're also referencing from a very high level of experience, sound, musicality, most of all, actually, musicality. So I think... You know, what you're talking about is trying shit, not like, hey, I, I've just bought a double kick pedal. And I'm going to try to <laughs> all over the track. You're, you're talking about like reacting to the music and the energy level in the room and trying to take it someplace that yeah. you hope the music can go. Oh, dude. Yeah. And I'm talking and I and I'm talking milliseconds of energy shifts like. Right. right. Um, 
but you know what what we've learned is that those are the those are the things you know those those are what that can that can make that could really make a a, a track yeah you know um yeah man i mean it, it's it's funny it it um there's always exceptions to all of this stuff. And that's, what's really cool too. You know, yeah. it's like, just when you think, you know, I mean, I've heard some amazing, uh, humans play incredibly tight, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's a fascinating thing in itself. It's not, you know, um, I think all there is to aspire to, but it's kind of cool. Like, you're hearing younger players now that have grown up with, um, you, you know, uh, listening to perfect. complete <laughs> wrenched records yeah, and they're playing like that. Yeah. And so that's kind of funny, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, but that's also just a part of sort of what happened to culture, you know, and art. I mean, um, but it's all like, uh, you know, look, man, I mean, the fact that, uh, I'm still, I still get to do this and it's pretty crazy, you know? Um, any, uh, any of us. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it's like, what are we talking about? You know, um, <laughs> you do, you, you pull your ego out of it and it's like, Ooh, holy shit. It's, it's, it's weird. You know I mean? I'm going on. I mean, I would say I've been doing this like for real, you know, financially independent by making drum, you know, by playing drums, you know, since I was 20 years old, that was 1985. Yeah. Wow. And to be now and to, to be, you know, to have, I don't, I don't feel like, um, you know, I don't feel that old or anything like that really, but you know, I will go in and play on records and, uh, you know, these are 20 year old people, you know? And the point of that is that, wow, this is pretty ridiculous, man, to be able to do this long, you know, to do this, this long that, that, um, that I'm playing on someone's music, you know, who's just beginning just beginning their life, you know, as an artist Mm -hmm. and how fortunate that is, man. Yeah. You know, and, and to, 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 those are the exciting, you know, those are the exciting dates, man. You know, uh, Jerry and I have both played a bit on this kid, Cam Marlowe. Um, that'll be coming out pretty soon, I think. And he's phenomenal singers country. Um, and um he's 24 fantastic singer mm-hmm. and again it had that thing of like you know that's a guy who's singing on the floor when you're doing tracking dates a lot of those vocals are will be the vocals mm-hmm. and when you're playing with someone like that you you hit the ball back and forth to someone like that you can hear them launch into a chorus and it's like okay man i'm fucking going there with you dude Mm-hmm. And you blow it up and you support them, you know, you, you, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, that's the great thing. And that his record 
is the kind that'll preserve that. It's not going to be uh, wrenched up or anything. It'll it'll be you know uh, Dan Huff is the producer on that. It'll be as it is played on the floor. Do you, do you do you see that trend moving? Jerry was saying that that he feels like there's a trend moving towards back a little more. I think so. Yeah, I you think it, I think might it, have even been referencing that in particular. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, there there is more of a sense of like. And I think it's it has to do with the individuality of the record. Like, um, so, th- th- and this is just like a broad um, philosophy. And this is just my philosophy is sure. is is if each artist is able to kind of dictate the way that a record will feel. So if it's like, okay, guys, this one needs to be like ultra ultra perfect. You know, we're going to track it on the floor and and then we'll excuse um, all the players except for the drummer. We're going to work on a drum track and we're going to get this completely dialed in. Like we're going to all the fills are going to have relevance. They're going to be a hook if they can. They're going to support the song, you know, in the most classic pop sense possible. I'm going to try to get the drummer to play as tight as possible, all velocities as close as possible. And then you build the record like that. That's so then, then you're going to have that record's going to have an identity. Mm -hmm. If you, the next artist comes in and they're much more, it's more live. And so you cut it that way. You might not even use a click. Okay, so all of a sudden, those records aren't just different musically. The feel is completely different. Right. And it's that variety that, to me, is what is really, really exciting about music. Not when it's all the same. Right. Not, not, not when the, the grid dictates every feel of every record. You know, and we had that for a minute and we are, we, the collective, we seems to be moving away from that a bit. And I think that's great because you can always go tighter. (laughs) You can, like, you can, you can always, you know, even if you experiment, you know, you can always go, I'm going to build from scratch and I'll, you, you know, you can, you can make a drum track out of one shot libraries that you have <laughs> people still do <laughs> yeah and 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 then you can line up you can cut and paste you know the rest of the shit right uh on there and uh you know that that's a i'm, I'm not knocking that you know, that is a way to make a record and people will have success I, making well, record records that way it's just not my favorite if 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 but the thing is if people can do it do something like that but what comes out of it actually has feeling yeah that's an incredible feat um, yeah that's but that, that's what's most interesting thing. about yeah i mean honestly that's the the most intriguing thing about hip hop mm-hmm. you know they they don't they're not gritting the way that people do with pop and rock records and country records like they're looking for, they're looking for feels that are hooks. Yeah. yeah. You see, so 
the feel is the hook. Like what you, you know, what, right. what's right? Even if it's uh, one bar or two bars, the thing that repeats, yeah. the thing that keeps you engaged. Yeah. Yeah. You tell me, like, man, Charlie Charlie Watts is a great drummer. Ringo Starr is a great drummer. John Bonham's a great drummer. Those motherfuckers are hooks. They're not drummers. That's a hook. That is a hook. That is that is a piece of music that now has transcended every fucking genre there is, maybe other than jazz. I don't know. Maybe there's some jazz record that has the levy breaks. There's got to be an influence there somewhere. There's got to be. <laughs> maybe, yeah. you know. But um, Charlie Watts is a hook. Yeah. You know, there's a great story where uh, um, they, the Stones were in working on a record and it was one of those ones where they had multiple producers, but they were kind of all working in the same mm-hmm. studio facility. Mm-hmm. The 80s era record? I think so, yeah. Well, it was or 90s i guess because this was a record where the dust brothers were in one room oh okay working with mick and the whole band's in the whole facility you know i don't know if it was like conway or something like that or i don't know where they were henson henson yeah Yeah. and and um and keith was in another room with the band and at one point they sent uh with don was they sent somebody up from the room where um, the Dust Brothers were working. He said, hey, man, we need a sample of Charlie's foot. And, of course, news got to Keith. And Keith was like, and again, I'm just going to do a terrible impersonation of Keith Richards, but he was <laughs> like, well, they want the foot, and we've got the man. <laughs> they want the foot but we got the man, you know? And it's like, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's the thing, you know, it's like, and I get both sides of that. Like I understand why the dust brothers needed a sample of Charlie's foot. Right. And I understand the idea of tracking with Charlie Watts, but, but, you know, the thing is, man, is, is the only reason why I'm, I'm still, this is my opinion that I'm still getting to do this is somewhere along the way I've been the hook, you know, you've got to be, you, you have to be the hook for the records. Like I don't, nobody knows, nobody knows me because of chops. I don't have any fucking chops. I mean, I can play shit that's relative to the song and I, and I try to come up with things that are interesting, right? you know, and, and, and often along the way, people have wound up mimicking what I've done, but I don't, I'm not like, I don't have any facility the the way that most drummers do. I I have a knowledge for what, what the song needs to be and how to build a song. And I'm just trying to be a hook. I I don't, you know what I mean? My my thing is, is that's all I'm trying to do is, is to do something inside of a track that's memorable enough for you to go oh well who's the fucking drummer you know i like the way those drums sound i like the way that feels yep you know 
yeah. I, I, I knew, you know, look, man, when I got a, I couldn't even, uh, I couldn't even play like a double stroke role, you know, when I, you know, and I was doing sessions as a teenager, you know, mm -hmm. but it, it never, it never dawned on me, you know, I mean, later I got it, obviously. Yeah, well, but but, but, <laughs> yeah. but limitations. I was never, I've yeah. never been a drumming phenom or any of that shit, man. Yeah. All I have is, all I have is a sense of time. Yeah. A sense of tone and parts. Right. You know, right. but that limitation was the thing that drove you to probably create great parts. Right. Well, and what do you what, what do you want me to do? It's not easy for me. <laughs> it's like Jerry Jerry Rowe and I joke all the time, man, because he's he's fucking he's amazing. And it's like I don't I don't have any of that. I respect it and I get it, you know. And and I'll I'll attempt certain things, you know. Like there's certain things I'll hear a player like him play, and and I admire it. And I go, oh, well, I can steal that part of that and attach it to this fill. Right. Is, is what I can do. Right. You know, um, you know, that, that's, that, that's what I'm doing, but none of it matters to me. The record matters. Like, right. I hate hearing drums by themselves and stuff. And, you know, the internet is just riddled with, all of that shit and you know people like putting loose change on their floor toms and all kinds <laughs> it's like fucking hell you know what i mean it's like shit they found in the dryer and they're like attaching it to a symbol and there's like all of these like multi-level marketing percussion companies and all of this shit i'm like never used it never will like it just it's like you know i mean I admire it and I think it's fun and all of that, man. But it's like, if, if I don't, you know, it's impact, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm known for impact and that's what I have to provide. You know, it's like it, it, it can't, um, this stuff is all fun. It's all very intriguing and everything, you know, but it's like me having a bunch of shit hanging off of my hi-hat symbols and stuff. It's just like, not, I mean, I'll overdub whatever the fuck you want me to do, you know, but I've yet to hear like a massive hit record that has all this shit on it. Like you tell, is there an Endel record that has all, like, I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting point. I mean, you know, a lot of it is. And I'm wrong. No, kids. no, no. A lot I'm of it, mostly a lot, wrong. A lot of it is about sound recreation from programming and electronics. I think to be able to do it acoustically, but it doesn't make the song. It, Has anybody mixed that shit out, like on a on a real record where you're well, like trying to? <laughs> well, the thing that you, you I would know, I don't know. The, yeah. the thing that I found interesting was especially with like tambourine shit or whatever that you put on a snare. You're like, oh, this is fucking great. Now I can do two things at once. But when you record it, you're like, well, it's way too loud, and I, <laughs> it's unusable in the track. Like it's a great idea. I love the idea, yes. but it is unusable because it takes over yes. everything every time I hit the snare. 
Exactly. So I, I learned that lesson because I do like all that shit. And yeah, I, and I don't dislike it. No, I know what you're saying, but and I utilize it sometimes, but I do often find that like it's just not like it's great for an overdub, but it doesn't yeah. fit in. It's a one. Sh- it's a one shot. It's a very specific thing where it where it yeah. works in a live take. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that 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 a lot of that shit is like one shit one 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 shot sample yeah. thing. It's great, you know, but it's I don't I can't I can't even go there. It's too. Uh, it's like um, I'm just now getting the fucking floor tom to sound exactly the way I want it to. <laughs> I've been and I've been doing this for a for long, a, <laughs> a long fucking time, a long time, and now it's like, oh, this is everything. I I got it tuned the way I want it. I got the right amount of sustain. Yeah, I figured out how how to get rid of basketball in every drum possible. Right. right. I'm not gonna pull out a bunch of fucking you know, Buffalo nickels and throw it on that floor, Tom, man. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I love it, man. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let you go. This has been all right, man. Great. My pleasure, dude. I got one. I got one little yes, fun, fun thing for you. So I moved in here in 2009. I built this. And the very first thing I did out here was uh, a demo from Mike Elizondo and he sent me this track. He's like, Hey man, this is just going to be a demo. Don't like, just don't worry about it. You're not going to be on the track. But, but I was like, but dude, I don't know this room. I'm really like, you know, I knew a lot less than I did now, but I was yeah, like, oh, fuck. Okay. Whatever. So I did it and I'm, I'm listening through some of your shit the other day. And I was like, wait, I know this song. And it was cowboy Casanova, the, uh, <laughs> Carrie Underwood song. And I was like, Oh shit. That's crazy, you know? Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's you. I don't think I really changed a whole lot from the demo, honestly, on that. You don't remember I? that, man. Come on. <laughs> well, no, I, I, you know, I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. Yeah. I, that was, what, 12 years ago. I don't know. God, yeah. Oh, yeah. who knows? Yeah. But it, that's I, funny. I, that was kind of funny. I was like, wait, I fucking know this song. What is this? Yeah. Yeah, that's great, though, man. And and again, you know, that that's important stuff, I think, for for people who are listening to to hear, because you don't know what what something's going to do, you know, like you you. Um, so I mean that in the sense of like, you should care, you know, like you like it, 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 um, it all means something. And I'm sure I took something from that demo, like, you know what I mean? There, there's when when I'm playing on something and there is a demo. Most of the time, there's something in that demo that needs to be preserved. Like, uh, you know, the the original, even if it's programmed. You know, it's like there's something about this. The, this Somebody song made it, it this far. Yeah. Yes, this song made it this far because there is something. Uh, there's something intriguing about what, what, what happened with that. And man, I just want to say no offense to anybody that is really into, you know, for those of you who have chains hanging off the bottom of your hi-hat stands, please (laughs) forgive me. 
<laughs> I'm a dick, you know. <laughs> different, folks for different folks, man. Different, yeah. Different chain for different, you know, whatever rhymes with that. Yeah. I think people in Blair, man. People yeah. Understand. Yeah. 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 Well, All Chris, right, man, man, it's fucking great to talk to you and I appreciate your time, dude. My pleasure, man. I, I hope we do this again. And yeah, I hope we get to. I'm trying to think. We've never met in person. I don't no, think. Huh? No. I mean, I'm hoping I get through Nashville one of these days soon, whether it's on tour or whatever. Yeah. Well, and if I ever if I ever get out there again. Yeah. I'll hit you up. Yeah. Man. So. Yeah. All right, player. Yeah, I'll, man. I'll hit Take you care. Over here, and we'll 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 text about the uh, the thing, the the hi hat thing. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For sure, bud. All, All right. right. Thanks, man. Thanks. Take care.